Bringing Christ to High Schoolers, an interview with Sister Anastasia. This interview is part of the Make a Mess series on youth ministry and was recorded at Ignite Conference 2015. So I'm joined today with Sister Anastasia from the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia. Uh, thank you for joining me. It's good to be here. Nice to meet you. It's lovely to have you here at Ignite. Um, you're actually somewhat of a local, even though it's an American uh, based order in mm-hmm. Nashville. Um, you grew up in Kayama on the south coast, so you have a bit of experience here mm-hmm. in Australia and about currently based here. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to speak to you about today was looking at youth ministry um, and the church's, I guess, um, love of youth uh, and ministering to the youth. So first I wanted to ask you about your own experience mm-hmm. of youth ministry, ministering to young people, whether they be really young people or young adults. Um, mm-hmm. What's been your experience with that? Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess you would say I had a conversion experience when I was about 18, but I'd already left high school by that stage and was at university. It wasn't a radical conversion experience. I'd grown up in a Catholic family, always going to church, but I suppose had reached a point of making an adult decision for Christ and to to be part of the church, so to make my own choice to continue that faith that had been passed on to me from my family. And in the process, I was a young person. I wasn't in high school but I was still a young person and I I think at first actually I felt very isolated I didn't see many people my own age at mass mostly the other young people were my own siblings <laughs> um, and there weren't many youth groups around either that I knew of so I spent the first few years of this kind of new enthusiasm for my faith going to church with my mum and my grandmother yeah. <laughs> which was which was great for us we really strengthen our family relationships. Um, but it was not long after that that I first encountered some youth groups, um, young adult groups, and met other people my own age who were enthusiastic for their faith. And that was, I remember feeling like that was very affirming mm. um, and encouraging. And I just, wow, this is great. This is something that's much bigger than myself. Um, I also had the opportunity then um, as I finished university to go to World Youth Day for the first time in Paris in 1997, so that dates me, <laughs> and uh, and really experienced, wow, the church is alive across mm. the whole globe, and I'm part of that in my own little part of the world, even though sometimes I feel like I'm the only one my age who's in, in um, active in the church. I'm, I'm not. I'm part of a much bigger... Mm. Uh, movement of young people so that was that was really exciting I then had um, around that time I had heard about net ministries and I was really impressed with what I saw of young people who had served with net I saw that they were um, they were really alive and they could articulate their faith and they were really loving and kind and normal <laughs> mm. and I wanted I thought whatever they've done I want to do that so I came back from World Youth Day and applied to serve with net I was accepted and off I went and had a beautiful year of service, very challenging and purifying, but very um, beautiful and foundational experience for the rest of my life. It was only about, um, it wasn't until about 11 years later that I entered religious life. So my time on net didn't inspire me to become, um, to take up a, a vocation in the consecrated life, but I see now looking back that 
that year of service, of community life, of communal prayer, of really giving my whole efforts to the work of the church in evangelisation um, was preparing me for uh, life as a religious sister mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Um, in the meantime, I, I was involved mostly at a voluntary level um, with various young adult groups and youth groups and running retreats for young people, the summer schools of evangelisation that um, Sydney people would probably be familiar with and others as well. Um, I was quite involved in helping run those. And then um, the biggest event I've ever been involved with was World Youth Day 2008. I had been working for about 15 years for BHP as an engineer, a student and then an engineer, and I left that behind to go and work on World Youth Day. I, I knew some, I'd been to a couple of World Youth Days by this stage and I knew um, that I, if I was going to be involved, I wanted to get my hands right in, so I was offered a position working for the Archdiocese of Sydney. and I did that, so I was actually working in the Department for Evangelisation and I... Mm helped with a variety of things, but particularly the um, catechesis at World Youth Day, which is very evangelistic part of the um, World Youth Day experience, uh, with the bishops preach directly to the young people and a lot of young people involved in helping animate those those um, catechetical sessions and really wanting to encourage young people to take up their faith and get serious about their faith. So yeah, all of those things and then met the sisters and mm. soon after that became a, a St Cecilia Dominican sister. Um, I left Australia in 2010 uh, to join our community and four and a half years later I returned to Australia. So the start of this year I returned to Australia, uh, vowed, and also a qualified teacher. And so now while I, I don't think of myself in a position of youth ministry strictly speaking, I am a teacher of year seven and year seven and eight students, so twelve and thirteen year olds, fourteen year olds, sometimes fifteen year olds, and so that's a beautiful experience too to um, present the gospel message daily to my students um, in my religion classes and my pastoral care class, and also sometimes, um, well, always, but sometimes more explicitly in my mathematics classes as well. So I'm conscious that teaching is not youth ministry. <laughs> But it all, but it's very complementary, very mm. very complementary, mm. and I hope that in some way, I can encourage and invite my students, my precious students, to come to know the Lord. Yeah, yes. I guess that age group there can sometimes be a bit of a mm. a bit of a black hole mm-hmm. sometimes yes. because it's just too young for World Youth Day and just yes. too young for for a lot of those yes. things. Mm-hmm. But I guess it is also a time of great change in their lives. They're usually dealing with a lot. Yes. If there's some brokenness there, that's when mm-hmm. it really comes to the surface. Yes. How do you think through your experience, mm-hmm. um, the church can help minister yes. um, and evangelize mm-hmm. to children of around that age? Yes, you're right because they're not children anymore really mm, they don't mm. the things that appeal to to primary school age children are they're kind of growing out of that mm. um and their little bodies are changing and their little brains are trying to keep up and um they're asking big questions my students ask phenomenally challenging mm. in the best sense questions about well where did god come from how does the big bang fit in um you know why can't I do this or that? Mm. Moral questions, lots of questions like that. Um, they ask lots of beautiful questions. So I think um, a few things that I see that are happening that are good, for example, um, 
well, I see here at Ignite, they had 600 of the student of the of the delegates are between the ages of 12 and 17. Mm. So I'm seeing young people here who are in year seven and eight, and that I think that's really exciting that this there's this opportunity for them locally in their own country, for many of them in their own city or close by to home, to come and see other people their age and a little bit older mm. who are excited about the Lord. I also love the work of NET, of course, um, you know, totally biased there but I do love that net takes the gospel message to country towns mm. and the cities but also to the some of the more remote parts of our country and we've got when you get remote in Australia you get really remote mm. <laughs> they take the gospel message to children of that age sometimes a little bit younger as well so that's beautiful but then I think it's really that parish and family I think at the day-to-day level it's the parish and family combination and the schools as well but you know we always want to remember that families should have the priority, parents have the priority for children of that age. Parish is the normative way that we that we live out our faith and then the schools should be supporting that. So I'd like to think that, that youth groups at a parish level, supported by the school, very much undertaken with the cooperation and support of families, um, are helpful. And then to be able to come to things like this from time to time, and I'm sure for Brisbane parishes, Brisbane schools, it's very helpful, and the surrounding areas, it's very helpful to be able to come along to, say, the Ignite um, monthly events, get, get a little zing, get a, get a boost, a bit of renewal for those children, then go back to your youth group in the local area. Mm. Yeah. So I think it, it's, it's really key to be able to, to um, meet the needs of children at that age because they are asking big questions, and some of them, unfortunately, are starting to make some quite serious and not helpful choices. Yeah. So it's really important to be able to catch them at that yeah. that age. I guess from from your own experience, you've mm. talked about how youth ministry, you had a mm. conversion on the mm. cusp of adulthood mm. um, and then following that. What do you think is the best thing you've learned from that experience that you now take to the students that you minister to? Mm. Um, one thing that I really appreciated when when I started to realise, oh, God's really real. This is for real. Mm. (laughs) This is not just something off in the distance. That I just wanted to know the truth. I wanted people to tell me how things stand. I didn't didn't want people to be unkind about all my stupidity as a, you know, like you all do stupid things when we're teenagers. (laughs) But, But to be honest with me about what the church teaches and the reality of life, that, yeah, we make choices and they have real consequences. So make the choices that will have good, real consequences. Mm, mm. I want. I really appreciated people who said that to me. Um, sometimes you need to hear that from somebody other than your parents because, you know, by about the age of 15 we have this, like, special invisible buffer in our ears <laughs> where we can't actually hear anything our parents say to us that's actually useful. Mm, <laughs> mm. Um, but I think it is important that parents are still saying that to their children and, and there are things that my parents have passed on to me that I'm so grateful for. It's taken a little while to realise how beautiful that is, but certainly their encouragement of my faith is important. Yeah, but having people speak the truth to me kindly, kindly and lovingly about what the church teaches and what is really in my best interest. Hmm. Doing whatever I just feel like is not in my best interest, yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a nice idea at the time, but it's really not a great idea long term. Hmm. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I won't let you go without you giving a plug for the Dominican uh-huh, sure. So if anyone's interested, mm-hmm. uh, if there are any young women who are interested mm-hmm. in a vocation or just anyone who yes. is interested in the sisters, yes. how would they go about finding out more? Sure. We have a website, um, NashvilleDominican.org. That's the singular, not the plural, Nashville Dominican. Or if you just Google Nashville Dominicans, you'll find us. Um, and there's a page on there related to our Australian mission because we're a much bigger community than than the five sisters who live here in mm. Sydney. Um, we also have a Facebook page of um, Dominican sisters in Nashville Dominican sisters in Sydney. If people are on Facebook. Um, we are running a retreat for women of all ages, so anybody 18 or older, right up to very mature women, are very welcome to join us for a retreat on the 16th to the 18th of October. Um, that'll be held down at the Hermitage um, in Metagong, beautiful uh, Marist venue, beautiful, beautiful place. Um, so you can find, you can if you hop on uh, Facebook or hop on our website, you can find email details and all of those things. And of course, any young women who feel that they might have a vocation, we we always love to support women who have those first stirrings of the love of the Lord in that particular way. Um, whether it's a call to us or um, perhaps a call to another community, we're always happy to support support um, all young women in that. So the, again, the um, the Facebook page and the and the website have our email details and all those things for any young lady who would like to speak with us. We're always happy to have a chat. If anybody's at uh, involved with uh, Catholic chaplaincy at the universities in Sydney. Our sisters are a little bit involved in that too, so you can always find a sister at the chaplaincy at Sydney Uni and through the other chaplaincies you can always make contact that way as well. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Sister Anastasia, for joining me. Thank you. That was Sister Anastasia with Bringing Christ to High Schoolers. For more from the Make a Mess series, And for more interviews, talks and shows, visit cradio.org.au.